Hello, Kim. Hello, Hillary. <laughs> How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. How are That's you? Good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Thank you. So today I have a journal entry that I'd like to read for you and you can do your coaching magic on this. She is a physician, uh, a rheumatologist actually, and uh, her entry is this. I feel very satisfied with my personal life. Many of my colleagues are enjoyable to work with in a collaborative and in collaborative relationship. However, I have difficulties at work with an unsupportive boss. He's uncommunicative and difficult to read. I feel that he does not value me in the team, and I also have an inexperienced secretary. I feel that I have to do some parts of her job at present, and I'm struggling with the balance of being a perfectionist for my patients and being supportive and encouraging to my secretary when I genuinely feel like that she, uh, she is not the most appropriate person for the job. A couple of things going on here. So let me ask you, what hits you about this particular journal? What strikes you? Uh, what strikes me is her feeling that she's got an unsupportive body. She's not a value, that she doesn't feel okay. any value. Okay. Okay. So really there are three things going on. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the first thing that's going on is her relationship with her boss. Mm -hmm. The second thing that's going on is her relationship with her secretary. And the third thing that's going on, which is the most important thing is how she thinks about all of these things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mm -hmm. there's an up relationship, there's a down relationship, and there's a a personal relationship she's grappling with. So the first, first thing she says is, I can't read my boss, except that she is reading him, right? What she's doing is she's reading him, maybe accurately, maybe inaccurately. She reads him as being unsupportive. She mm -hmm. reads him as being uncommunicative. And she reads him as not valuing her as much as he values other people. So she's already doing a reading. And that reading creates distance, friction, discomfort, disconnection between her and her boss. But would you say that, that her, her reading is an assumption? I mean, we don't have more facts here. Has she ever asked him questions? To, like, just give you examples. We don't know. Right. We don't know. Could be accurate, could be inaccurate, but we don't right. know. And I don't know that she knows. Because if someone is uncommunicative, then she doesn't know. Right. right. So, right. So, so here's the thing is it's not about asking him or not asking him. She can, if she wants, but it's about the fact that her thinking is taking her to a place that causes for her a great deal of frustration and friction and disconnection with a person she probably wants to be connected to and have a harmonious relationship with. Right. So her thinking is causing that friction without really being clear about what his perspective is whether he does in fact value her less. And so for me, if I were coaching her, the first thing I would do is say, well, what is his behavior? What is he doing specifically that leads you to the conclusion mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that you are not as valued as other people? Right. Right. So, so what are you looking at in his actions? What words is he using? What is he saying to suggest to you that you know, he's hard to get along with, that he is uncommunicative, like what's going on. So I need the details. I need to understand what her experience is to really get a grasp on whether or not she's interpreting these actions in a very personal way, whether mm -hmm. she's feeling a, a little bit, a lack of confidence and whether that's driving the feeling. But it's very important for her to understand that her feelings come from her thinking. Right right? And that oftentimes our thinking misleads us 
because we think in ways that aren't backed up by anything other than our own fabricated opinion. And we don't know if that's the case. Right. right? And, and that's, the, that's, that's the creating the story. It's creating a story based right. on assumptions and, and your wild thoughts. Yes. So that could be the case. It could be absolute truth. Yes, this man does value her less. And then if that were the case, the question is why? So trying to understand, you know, what value she does contribute. And if she's not contributing the value he's looking for, maybe she's the one who's doing a poor job of understanding what's needed. Right. Mm. So, right. If that's in fact the case, if that's the truth, right. So, so where is she going wrong? And if it's not the truth, so why is she creating a story that causes her pain and grief and frustration and, you know, an internal sense of self-doubt. So either way, there needs to be an adjustment, right? Right. So if he, if he does in fact value her less, the question is why and what can she do to make an adjustment? And, you know, why isn't she contributing the value that is required in this organization? Does she have the skill set? Does she understand what's needed? Does she have the right attitude? All those questions are important. And if, in fact, that he does value her, but she's interpreting his actions as not valuing her, then the question is, well, why does she do that? And right. where, else, where else in her life is she looking to other people and other people's behaviors as a signal of, of lack of value? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and so, mm-hmm. so at the end of the day, before she can even pivot her thinking or change her thinking, the direction of it, she needs to really get the story whether that means having a conversation with him or, or being able to share some examples of how, you know, that backs up her feeling of being not valued? Well, I want to get the story. So if, if she were my coaching client, I would want to get the story and understand where she comes to the conclusion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, that he doesn't value her and he's not communicating and that he's hard to work with and hard to understand and hard mm-hmm. to read. So mm-hmm. that's number one. Yeah. The second thing is that that she has a secretary. That secretary is new, inexperienced. And so, okay. So then the question becomes, you know, one of the things she said is, I have a high degree for perfection. Mm-hmm. The question is, what role does that play in everything? Right. Right. What, what role does that play in her patience, her tolerance? You know, she says, I have to do things. So is she teaching this person? So in other words, when someone right. new comes in, there's a, there's a period of time we, like, we call it training, right? There's a handover yeah. process where we show somebody what we want, what we're looking for, perhaps sometimes how to do things, right? And is she taking that time or is she just saying, well, you know, I, I can't afford the time. I'll just do it myself. So, right. so how is she behaving as a leader and how is her thinking affecting her ability to onboard someone new? Mm-hmm. Right. And mm-hmm. if this person isn't the right person, why is she tolerating her? Why right. is she keeping her? Right. So, so there's two aspects is if she's going to be there, is she, you know, creating an environment where it's easy for the secretary to learn and to take on the tasks that are required mm-hmm. and to understand what's needed? Or is she hard to read too? Right. 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 Is she being honest? Is she being honest? Does she say, yeah, that's a good job, but really inside she's like, no, that was terrible. Like, like what is she doing? How is she behaving with mm-hmm. the secretary? Mm-hmm. So what you find is in this particular case, you have a person, right? A person with two relationships, an up relationship and a down relationship. And both of those relationships are causing her frustration. Mm-hmm. Why are they causing her frustration? In all cases, 
because of the way she thinks. Right. So, and that, and that applies to anybody. So if you guys are listening and you have a relationship that's, that you're frustrated with, ask yourselves a question. How am I thinking about this relationship? What are my expectations of the other person? What are you focused on as well? When you're thinking about the other person, are you focused on their negative aspects or things that bother you? Or are you focused on how great they are? Right. Are you focused on how they're falling short? Are you focused on communicating what you want? Or are you focused on communicating where you're disappointed and where things aren't mm-hmm. working out? Like, mm-hmm. what are you focused on? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. all of those questions are accurate. So tell me a little bit about how, uh, you know, we talk about a frame line coaching. Every problem is a thinking problem. So can yeah. you explain what that really means? What that means is the way we feel about every single subject comes from our thinking. And so when we experience a problem, let's say it's um, conflict with another person. Let's say it's frustration at our job. Let's say it's problem with our children. Let's say it's miscommunication with our boss. Let's say it's uh, a partner who has a different set of goals than you do. Whatever it is, right? Yeah. The way we experience that conflict or difference of opinion or different desires, the way we experience that comes from our thinking. And so our thinking often says things shouldn't be like this. Things should be different. Our partners should be on the same page as us. Our children should obey and abide by my rules and, and uh, decisions. Um, our spouse should do everything in their power to make me happy and on and on and on. And Mm. so it's the thinking we have about what's in front of us that causes us pain, not actually what's in front of us. So how would one uh, change their thinking? And I know there's a concept called pivoting. So can you tell us a little bit about that and and how that would work? Yeah. So, So what is pivoting? Like imagine you're on the basketball court, okay? So you get the ball and you just start dribbling. And all of a sudden you realize, oh my God, I'm dribbling, but I'm heading towards the wrong net. Right. I need to pivot. I need to literally take my body and turn it towards the goal, towards the net where I can make a score. Is that English? <laughs> a basket? I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I can score a point. Yeah. Right? Go so ahead. I need yeah. to turn towards the right net. Right. Yeah, I'm not a sports No, neither am I. <laughs> okay. So I need to turn. And very often people forget to turn. And what does that actually mean? Okay, so that was an analogy. But what does that actually mean? People forget what their goals are. People forget what it is that they want. Mm. So that they, they get the ball, something happens to them, and then they just start reacting. They just start going. Right. They don't stop for a minute to say, wait a minute, what is it that I really, really want here? I need to turn myself towards that. Uh-huh. So if it's a relationship with my husband, what I really want is a great harmonious relationship. Mm-hmm. And my thinking about his behavior is taking me away from that great harmonious relationship. Mm. My expectations are taking me away from that great harmonious relationship. I'm looking at him in a way that is very critical and impatient and intolerant. And, and that thinking about my husband is causing me a distance, causing and- me to feel disconnected from my husband when what I really want is connection. Right. My thinking is taking me away from what I really, really want. Right. And so before we pivot, we have to say, hold on a minute. Where's the net? Where, what's the goal? Which direction should I be facing? Yeah. Right? What is it that I really, really want? And once you remember what you really, really want, then you can turn yourself in that direction. Mm-hmm. 
and, and recalibrate yourself and say, okay, so when I'm critical, I'm turned away from what I want. Mm-hmm. Because when I think about, let's say, my husband in a critical way, that makes me feel negative and yeah. tense and angry about him. That's not yeah. what I want. Right. So here's, here's what's really interesting. Okay. So there are people in our lives that trigger us to get to that angry, critical uh, place. There are people in our lives that do things that get under our skin that we feel are like attacks, right? Yeah. The way we think about those things, those people and their actions cause us to feel angry, frustrated, annoyed. But it's our thinking that causes that feeling, not the other person. And it's our thinking... So, okay. So let's take that as an example. What do you do when you're exposed to said person who does things that are just awful to you? How do you not react, respond when it's in front of you? And how do you shift to focus on what you want when you're just feeling so badly about the situation? How do you get out of that? So the thinking that's causing you to feel trapped is something along the lines of, I'm stuck. I have no options. I have no choice. Mm. I'm backed up against the wall. There's nothing I can do. Uh, I'm choked, right? I am absolutely trapped and this person has all the power. And you're only looking at one thing in one situation and one, right? Like you're still tied to this person. This person still holds power over you because you're giving it to that person. By reacting in a negative way. Not only by reacting, by thinking about what he's doing and saying, you know what, in my whole, in my whole, the entirety of my life, there's no other option. And that's not true. There are other ways around the problem. There are other ways to think about this. But one thing for sure is if you feel negatively, if you feel angry, if you feel hostile, if you feel like you're a victim, you're never going to get to that better place. It's impossible. Right. So what you have to do is say, okay, I'm done giving that person so much power over my emotional state. I'm done. So I've do you just think for years? Yeah. Done. So do you just so do you uh, avoid or ignore? Does that help pivot you, or do you have to just really kind of accept and let go and then pivot? How do well, you how do you do again, that? What's your goal? And very often the goal has nothing to do with the person. Yeah. Right? Well, the What's goal would goal? be in that situation would be to take my attention off that negative so I can change my, my feeling, which is really my thinking. Right. Um, so you're, but, but that's your short-term goal. What's your long-term goal? Your long-term goal is to go live a life where you're thriving and doing well and healthy and feeling good and having great relationships, doing well physically, mentally, financially, and otherwise without any regard for this other person. Yeah, regardless of what is going on with them. Exactly. And how they, and how they insert themselves into but your... That's your... But again, they're not inserting themselves. They're living their lives. They're doing what's good for them. You're perceiving it as an insertion. Anybody get the, the feeling <laughs> like we're talking about a specific situation here? <laughs> Didn't mean to go down that road. Okay. So but it's useful, right? Yes. Always. Yes. <laughs> Coaching with Kim's always useful. <laughs> so the thing is, here, let's just go back. Yeah. For those of you who are listening, think about a person in your life 
who triggers you. Yeah. And understand right here, right now, that it's your thinking that's triggering you. You're thinking about the other person. You're thinking about what the other person is saying or doing, how he should or shouldn't behave, and what he's doing is wrong. And it's your thinking that's creating that bad feeling inside of you. The other person is just doing what they're doing. They're being who they're being. Right? I'm so who, <laughs> who are you using as your excuse for feeling frustrated, upset, angry, right. disconnected, pissed off at the world? Who are you using as your excuse? The other person. Right. But that's yeah. not, yeah, but it's not so, there. It's your own responsibility to feel the way you want to feel. So, yes. so again, it's, so if, if somebody's doing something to you, okay, because they can, people can be mean and rude and whatnot. Um, is it ignoring that behavior will help you like not focusing on it and just ignoring it, even though it does affect you or impact you in a negative way? How do you, how do you like not allow it to impact you? How do you allow it to not impact you? Well, you know, that number one, it's your thinking, right? So your thinking is this person shouldn't be doing what they're doing. So first of all, you say, well, they are doing what they are doing. Okay. So you accept their actions, right? Number one. Okay. So this is going to happen. So what is it that I want? How do I go get what I want? That's how you handle it. Regardless of what that other person is doing, is the because in your mind and in many people's mind, that person is the one who's stopping you from having what you need and you want, and that's not correct. That's right. incorrect. Right. You think that your whole entire happiness is dependent on this one thing? It's not. No. There's a whole world out there. Go live it. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah. So, so yeah, so back to this leader, we really need to get her story and get more details about how she's thinking about what's going on in her life with her boss and with her her secretary. How is she leading? How is she coaching? Is she? Yeah. So what we see with this particular person is a little bit of a pattern, right? We don't Mm -hmm. know that it's a real pattern. We see a little bit of a pattern Mm because we see it two times, right? Yeah. We see that she's frustrated with her boss and it's her thinking that's taking her there. And she's frustrated with her secretary and it's her thinking that's taking her there. And so she's probably prone to getting frustrated with the actions and behaviors of others. Of others. Right? And she's not taking responsibility for her thinking and how her thinking makes her feel. Got it. It's all about the thinking, folks. It is. I know it sounds wildly crazy, but you get a lot of peace. You get to a place of peace when you start to say, who am I giving the reins to over my emotional state? And why am I doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely been working with these concepts for a while now. (laughs) Sometimes we forget. Sometimes we yeah. forget and we have to go back to the basics. Yeah. If you're always aware of your thinking, then you can kind of stop yourself in the moment. Okay. Why am I feeling bad? What am I thinking about? And then pivot. Right. How am I thinking about this? But yeah. also the easiest way to pivot is to say, what do I want again? Uh-huh. What do I want? Yeah. And sometimes we think our knee jerk reaction is I want that person to stop. That's right. What you really want. That's a don't want. That's what you exactly. don't want. So yeah. you have to think about what is it that you want for yourself? 
Right. Very often what you want for yourself has absolutely nothing to do with the other person. Right. Right. Excellent. I love that. I got a freebie session in there. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. So, so let, can I, can I just share before yes. we started this, before we started this podcast, I got on and Hillary got on and I said, Hey, Hillary, how's it going? And she said, I'm trying, I'm trying to get aligned. Exactly. So I would say to you, you could see the energy has shifted in the room. Yes. And, and Hillary's alignment just lifted up just a tiny bit. Enough to a better feeling place so I could pivot to what I want. Yeah, and I'm sure she's going to come into my office a little later on. We'll talk a little more. Yeah, She'll probably. Better. Yeah. Okay. So How lucky if, am I, though? <laughs> so if any of you uh, are in a situation where there's someone who's frustrating you, someone who's upsetting you, someone who's behaving in ways that drive you absolutely batty, then my strongest suggestion is to go to frameofmindcoaching.com and sign up for a complimentary coaching call. Honestly, one call can make a massive difference and at least you'll get a flavor, a taste of what Frame of Mind Coaching is like one-on-one. So do it, frameofmindcoaching.com. Awesome. Can't wait to see you guys. Have a good one. See you later, Kim. Bye. 